people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Welcome again to the virtual den of the Brothers Talk podcast family, and thank you for joining us. And if you're new to the conversation, we're glad to have you in the mix. And it's our hope that you'll stay connected, but that you'll also spread the message to even more of your friends and neighbors and even your enemies. And when I said people of the world, that's no exaggeration because we were informed this week of how well the podcast is doing in Thailand. And that was even more surprising than the feedback that we've been getting from France and Germany Brazil and South Africa, just to give you all a flavor of the international family that you're part of. Just a couple of quick reminders that if you're on Facebook, discussions continue there as well as in our groups, the Brothers Talk, Relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide and hashtag Black Dollars Matter, as well as Black Parent University with over 4,000 members. And if you want even more, you can tune in to the Brothers Talk show each Saturday and Sunday night on the M24 News streaming service. People, we've been constantly emphasizing the need for people to get vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus, but we see we have to amp up the volume because this Delta variant is starting to spike and it's even more deadly. And just as we're starting to see a semblance of a return to normal, we're facing the possibility of a new shutdown. So we can't say it strongly enough. Get vaccinated. We don't need any of these fake uh, objections like we don't know what's in it because like D.L. Hughley said, you eat Fritos and I guarantee you don't know what's in those either. So people, let's make sure we go out and do the right thing, especially in our communities, because they're trying their best to put all kinds of stumbling blocks in front of us from getting a vaccination, which should tell us that we ought to be doing everything we could to actually get vaccinated. So do your part, get vaccinated, do what you can to make sure everybody in your family and friends gets vaccinated as well. Now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thank you for your support. I just want to follow up on what Rod just said about the Delta uh, strand of the virus. CDC is talking about how deadly and how contagious this thing is. And if you're not paying attention to the news, you need to start. Because the people who are being affected are the folk of black people. They're the ones filling up the hospitals. They're the ones who are still dying. Quit being selfish and listening to this nonsense and this propaganda. Quit being selfish and think about other folks because when you get vaccinated, it's not only about you. It's more about other people. You're protecting your loved ones. You're protecting your friends. And so quit being selfish. That's what you're doing when you're not getting vaccinated. Norm? Thanks, Scott. I'm going to follow up with my brothers in regarding our health. Remember, diet and exercise will also build up that immune system, especially the vitamin D, getting out in the sun and just moving around. So please people, watch your diets, exercise, because again, 
the biggest killer in our community is really the bad food, the processed foods, and, and, the, and how we take care of ourselves and don't. So, hey, one love. We can't move forward without good health. Rod? All right. This week, we had an interesting story that popped up from over a year ago. And Norm, you actually brought it to our attention, and we knew we had to dive in because we'd be getting a lot of people asking us for our opinion on it. And it's a situation with Rachel Nichols on ESPN. As many of you may know, she is the host of something called The Jump, which is a show about the NBA. And she was also one of the sideline reporters. Well, it turns out last year during the bubble that ESPN had decided that they wanted Maria Taylor, who is a black female who actually played the game and who is basically a rising star in their ranks, to take over the sideline reporting during the NBA Finals. Well, Rachel Nichols was caught on a live microphone during a show, which she didn't realize it was still live, complaining about the fact that Maria Taylor was getting this job, as she described it, because of diversity and that she didn't think it was not only a good idea, but she didn't feel like it should be taken from her because that was her thing. And so this happened a year ago. It finally was released by a person within the ESPN family. And so now it has become a part of public knowledge, even though it said that a lot of people knew about it internally. Basically, everybody had seen and heard it and that there was some rancor going on. And so during that time, what ESPN decided to do was not to allow Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols to actually have to appear together on any broadcast. But now that it's out, ESPN still hasn't done anything more than, as you brought to the attention, Norm, suspended the sister who actually released the information. And so it really is kind of disturbing on the one hand that she can have those views. And as they say, most of the feedback has been from those folks who try to support her about, well, it was a private conversation, as if that makes any difference. Whereas on the other side, you've got folks who are saying clearly she's basically revealed a racist nature. But we've also got a couple of our coonish friends in blackface who have decided that they need to come out and defend the honor of this white woman because they know that's not in her heart. So what I'm confused about, what's upsetting and I'm tired of is when you have somebody like Maria Taylor who has gone through the ranks, she's done everything that they asked of her, she played the sport, she uh, was associated with ESPNU, she's accomplished all of these things, and then you have a white person who comes along and say that she's not qualified, basically by saying, oh, she got it because of the affirmative action. She only got it because she's black. You're saying that she's not qualified. And it's usually, no one's looking into her background. No one's talking about how does she get the job. Now that onus is on on Ms. Taylor to prove that she belongs. Let's talk about your credentials. Well, gentlemen, there's so many angles to this story. I don't know where to begin. Number one, you have the racist white liberals talking behind closed doors and basically revealing what they are. Then you have the House Negro liberals defending the racist white liberals. And then you have ESPN not basically punishing anyone 
And mind you, several people shared this video at ESPN, but only a black woman was suspended two weeks without pay. So there are many ways to go here. But what I'm going to focus on right here is the white liberals, because literally they constantly want to talk about being an ally and supporting X, Y, or Z. But this is what you get from behind closed doors. These are the words and the feelings that they have for African-American people. They want us in their place. They want us to compete, but not with them, not at their expense, because they know what's coming. These are the people who time and time again want to say, I have a black friend. I can't be racist, X, Y, and Z. And this is what you get. And you both have said a mouthful there. And if we go back to what you were just referring to, Norm, this is something that Martin Luther King said in the letters from the Birmingham jail back in 1963, because he referred to the biggest impediment to the civil rights movement being the white liberal, because at that time it was the clergy from Birmingham, Alabama, who were trying to urge him to take it slow, you know, wait and let, let the good white process work itself out. And that's usually the response. And this seems to be what ESPN was hoping that this would just go away if they could just keep these two people away from one another. But I'm really happy that Maria Taylor has decided that she will have none of it. Even though I did finally look at that apology of sorts that Rachel Nichols attempted to give, and she made note of the fact that she's reached out to Maria Taylor, but Maria Taylor has refused to take her calls. Now, of course, there will be those on the other side who will say like, well, if the white woman is trying to apologize, well, no, the white woman in this instance, in my opinion, is attempting to to, to soften the blow to her own credibility. And she's looking for the black person to provide cover. And so I agree with Maria Taylor, like, you know, what? why do you need to speak to her? She's made her feelings known. And I also object to these folks who talk about, well, it was a private conversation. Okay. But as you said, Norm, and as you said, Scott, if you said it, it doesn't matter how it got out, but notice that's what happens whenever there are issues regarding black people. It's more about form over substance. It's the how did it get? I even heard one of the anchors on CNN say, well, you know, it was a private conversation. So what? The fact is, it's what was in her thoughts and in her heart. And so when you have, again, the coonishness of some of these, these folks in blackface who are going to want to go back, just like from the days of enslavement, you had like the Stevens of the world who would be standing there trying to defend the good white master. Not only are there still, their, their first instinct is we need to defend this white woman. We don't care what she said, where she said it. It was a private conversation. So it, it, that shouldn't count. You know, it, you know, this good white woman, we're going to mess up her reputation because of that. It was a private conversation. That's the way they're behaving. Instead of when you have guys like Kendrick Pershing, Perkins, and Richard Jefferson not standing up and saying, wait a minute. So Maria Taylor, instead of these guys talking about her credentials and how she got there, they're not defending her. They're not standing up and defending her. I don't, I don't see it. I don't hear it. Now, in terms of Nichols, they're all thinking about how do we save her? What about her feelings? What about her career? Not one 
of those guys are casting the stone at Nichols. They're all talking about what, you know, her professionalism and that's not who she is. But let's talk, let's look at the bigger picture. This happened to black people all the time. This happened to qualified black people. Every time you turn around, somebody want to throw out affirmative action, diversity and inclusion when you have a well-qualified, accomplished black person and then you don't have other black people, their colleagues standing up, standing behind them, protecting them. That's what's shameful to, to me, and that's what I'm tired of. And we got to call them. I said I was trying not to use the C word, but we know who they are. They're performing and acting like the coons that they are. Scott, I'm not going to argue that point, but we're overlooking one other person in this conversation, which would be LeBron James's advisor, Adam Mendelssohn, because he was on the other end of that call with Rachel and basically told his true feelings regarding Black Lives Matters. And literally, he had to come and apologize. He got caught out there just as much as Rachel has, but I, we have not heard from LeBron. But I'd like to move on to the other house. I don't want to use that term. Excuse me. I'll use the term uh, liberal Negroes who also work at ESPN, who didn't come to Maria's defense, but basically came back in Rachel and telling us how great a person Rachel is and all the things that they know and done with Rachel. Who cares? You're black too. And as Rod told me the other day, Rachel was talking about you too. Here we are with those, as you called them, they are... And, and I don't know if I'll ban them just as liberals, because I think it, it belies a description that they necessarily are liberal, because I've heard it so far from the same kind of folks like the Jason Whitlocks of the world that are always willing to just subjugate their own ethnicity in order to try to protect the good white master. And that's what you have. But we did have a few like the Jalen Roses and the, and the Jason Williams, who came out very strongly in not only condemning her, but calling, meaning Rachel Nichols, but also calling her a bad teammate and saying that they didn't really particularly enjoy working with her. And so it is a, a knife that can cut both ways, but we just have to understand that what it is is what we have constantly referred to as the Van Jones syndrome, because he, to me, is the biggest proponent of what we see in that kind of behavior is the, I think you had it better when you said it, Norm, the house Negro, who is that individual that whenever they need someone to put a black face around something that is unpleasant for white people, they bring him out and he or his like will try to soften the blow. And we cannot allow that kind of behavior to to undermine what is racist behavior, which is an affront to our dignity. And so we have to be willing to call them out, just like we need to call out the Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson's for trying to, to sweep this issue under the rug. You have a number of people who are going out of their way to protect uh, Rachel Nichols. I saw a, I was listening to a radio uh, on XM Radio, and this guy did a survey, and he said, you know, anytime somebody white uh, accused a black person of getting a job, is it racist? 
87% of the people said no. Well, what is it? Nobody's asking uh, Rachel Nichols, why did you feel that way? Why did you say what you said? You know, you coming back and apologizing and talking about what a great uh, uh, a co-worker uh, Ms. Taylor is. Why aren't you telling us why you said, said what you said? You know, why did you say that? They're not asking her that. They're just trying to defend her. They're trying to make it go away like uh, Maria Taylor is the bad is the bad guy here. And that looked like what they're doing here because one guy on XM was talking about, well, you know, there's fault to go around for everybody. You know, it's just not like one person. If we wouldn't be having this conversation if Rachel Nichols, uh, Nichols hadn't said what she said. So how is it there's, there's fault to go around to everyone? And let's look at the white privilege here. She's claiming that that is her position. Like she owns it. Like management can't find someone who could actually do it better than her and replace her. That's her attitude. I'm like, please, a black person might be better than you or anyone might be better than you and you might have to actually sit yourself down. But that's not how it works in white America because whiteness and privilege usually win. And how quick they are, as you said, Scott, and as you mentioned, Norm, to just presume and assume that a white person who gets a job is qualified without ever actually having to justify it. We don't hear anything from anybody saying, well, Rachel Nichols is qualified for this job or more qualified for this job because of any particular aspect, because she doesn't have any particular qualification. And the fact that, you know, she is the daughter-in-law of Mike Nichols, a movie producer with connections to ABC Disney. So that qualifies you to be the host of a show about the National Basketball Association, a league that is 80% African-American. And even if she were not a white person, the fact that Maria Taylor, as you said, Scott has played the game makes all the difference in the world when you talk about somebody having some expertise when it comes to sports. So we just had to make sure that we got our perspective in on this because a lot of you asked about it. And so we wanted to, to weigh in so you could hear our talk. As you know, we always try to incite the line of critical thinking. So we hope we've given you something to chew on and something that you can talk about. And we'd love to hear from you on your thoughts. We are going to be uh, focusing more on trying to describe what we refer to as this coonish behavior, because I think one of the problems is that perhaps most people don't recognize that they are exhibiting coonish behavior. And so we're going to do our best to try to lift it up in a way that lets you see if if perhaps you might even be guilty of some of yourself. Hopefully our audience isn't, but hey, you never know. In our positive black business experience of the week, we want to lift up Howard University alumnus Nicholas Perkins, who is the first black person with 100% ownership of a national burger franchise. Uh, black Enterprise reports that he has bought Fuddrucker. He had as a bachelor's degree in business administration and management from Fayetteville State and then got his master's in business administration from Howard. And so he said he's always loved cooking that he got that love from his grandmother. 
So we are just excited about this idea. I'm glad to see this development. So our big kudos go to Nicholas Perkins, the new owner of Fuddruckers. That's it for another edition of the Brothers Talk. As we said, if you want to join in the conversation, there is the Brothers Talk group on Facebook, the Brothers Talk on Instagram. There is hashtag the Brothers Talk on Twitter. And if you want to go in long form, you can always reach us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So we are always happy to have you with us. We look forward to your joining us again. And a special kudos to those folks over in Thailand. And let us hear from you. So thanks again. We promise that we'll never take you or your attention span for granted. So until next time, let's do better today because that's all we really have.